Hey, ass butt. Hey y'all, Rochelle here. And Lynn. If you like our podcast, be sure to rate and review us on your podcast platform. Or share us on social media so more folks out there can join the Idgits and Aspets family. And don't forget to subscribe as well so you automatically have our newest episodes. Hello. Hello. Hi. Uh, today we're talking about season 11, episode three called the bad seed. So we start out, uh, uh, I swear I've seen these notes recently. I'm lying. I haven't. Okay. We start out with growing up. I have had too much coffee. I think I forgot to tell you that, but it's all good. Too much. It's been a whole morning. Okay, we start out with Rowena lighting a candle. She's talking to three witches. Uh, Rowena says, and they shall know us far and wide and fear us. And we shall be known as the Mega Coven. <laughs> mega Coven. See, because it's greater than Grand Coven. So it's not grand, it's mega. It's the <laughs> Mega Coven. I don't think you're following. <laughs> the more you have to explain it, the worse it's going to be. You know, like <laughs> I love the Mega Coven so much that I, I literally named my um, my my playlist, <laughs> called, I, I named it Mega Coven, and it's the playlist I made for when Supernatural ended, because I was yeah. so fucking distraught, I needed, like, a playlist to, like, get me through it, yeah. and I listened to it for, like, a good six months, like, only it, so uh, maybe I'll have to post a link to that, because it's so sad, okay, uh, okay, which number one says, and why ever would we join you in such a thing? Rowena says, because that grand coven of yours is obsolete. Don't you see? And utterly falling apart since the high priest since the high priestess Olivet <laughs> disappeared. Which number two says, which we hear you may have had a hand in. Rowena says, idle gossip. <laughs> which three says, cut the crap, Rowena. You're just looking for protection from the Hunter Winchesters and all the rest of your many enemies. Which number two says, and honey, you don't have the guts or the chops to pull this off, so let's not kid ourselves. Rowena says, really? It so happens I killed the king of hell. My own son, the king of hell, and compelled an angel to do it. Guts? Chops? I'd say that qualifies. Which number three says, I have a friend who cut a deal with Crowley only yesterday. Crowley didn't look so dead. Romina says, what? <laughs> Which number three says, you're as delusional as ever. We'll be going. Romina says, delusional? We'll see. And then Romina removes a cloth from her altar, and the Book of the Damned is laying on it. I guess under the cloth. I wrote that really weirdly. Uh, she puts her hand on top of the book and shouts, Vomake Putcherman next. <laughs> 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 I added some letters there, I think. But. <laughs> Vomite! <laughs> you got me with that. <laughs> uh, uh, the three witches start screaming, and then they just burn away into ash. 
Rowena says to herself, he lives. And then we get our opening title sequence. So we cut to Dean. He is having himself a little flashback, standing in the black darkness fog with the darkness. <laughs> they look at each other. <laughs> they look at each other very dramatically. And then the flashback ends. And we see that Dean is actually in the Men of Letters library with Sam and Cass. Uh, Sam says, so that was the last of the neighbors, just like the rest. Dean? Dean! Dean says, yeah. Sam says, you okay? Dean says, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. Sam says, just saying, we got nothing. No one saw anything unusual going on at the house the day the baby disappeared. Cass says, if this is truly the darkness we're talking about, it's more of a time bomb than a baby. <laughs> Dean says, yeah, but it is of still a baby, right? I mean, the darkness I saw was an adult, so it still has to uh, grow up. Cass says, the darkness is almost infinite power. I'm not sure what growing up means in this case. Sam says, well, God kicked this thing's ass once before, right? Dean says, yeah, it'd be nice if we put down the Mai Tai and show up for work. Cass says, I wouldn't count on it. Sam says, it's possible he's around, closer than we think, you know. Dean says, what makes you say that? Cass says, I believe he made a fairly definitive statement when we walked away. <clears throat> Cass tries to stand up from his chair, but we see he is shackled to the floor. Dean says, sorry about those, Cass. Tell me know what's going on with you. You're still a bit of a wild card, you know? Sam says. Like, you could only kill us all. It's fine. <laughs> Sam says, I hate to point this out, but you both know who we might need to help deal with the darkness. Dean says, don't even say it. Sam says, he was God's scribe. He did hear about everything. Dean says, that's just like saying it. Cass, are you all right, pal? Cass says, it's the spell. Sam says, we were hoping your angel wiring would fight it off or slow it down at least. Cass says, it appears I am simply, no, that's not what he says. He says, it appears I simply respond differently from humans. Dean says, if you, blah, 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 blah. Dean says, if you were, that's weird. I wrote some extra shit there. Okay. If you were you human, you'd be gone. <laughs> he says, if you were human, you'd be gone. With you, it's like it's digging deeper. Sam says, you know, Rowena is the only one who can remove it. Dean says, we're doing everything to find her. Okay, but so far, we got nothing. Sam kind of whispers to Dean, well, it's getting worse. So we cut to Crowley in hell. He's talking with a hench demon in Amara's bedroom doorway. The hench demon says, yes, majesty. My operative is certain. Your mother has been found. Crowley says, then move. Annihilate the treacherous bitch. <laughs> Crowley waves the demon nanny over to him. Amara is sitting at a desk, watching a screen with headphones on. Demon nanny says, she's making impressive progress in her studies, considering just days ago she was in diapers. Crowley says, watch her. She speaks to no one outside of the court. If she's half as powerful as I think she is, I want her on my team. The demon nanny says, Amara is a pretty name. Did you name her? Crowley says, that's what the lovely Jenna called her just before Amara sucked out her soul. What do we have her watching now? Uh, the demon nanny says, Hitler's Neumannberg speeches. We had them translated. <laughs> of course you did. <laughs> Why not? Uh, Amara takes the headphones off and Crowley says, hmm, Amara, sweetie, you can take a little break if you like. Nanny said you're doing very well with your schooling. I want you to be happy in your new home. Whatever you want, whenever you want it, you just have to ask. 
Young Amara says, I just want you to save me from him. Crowley says, from God? He's been very mean to my little girl, hasn't he? Amara says, he tricked me. Crowley says, he's a wily one. <laughs> Amara says, he sealed me away. Crowley says, and how exactly did he manage that? Amara says, I don't want to talk about it. Crowley says, of course, you're a very lucky girl. I'm a king. Because you think she's just going to be like, oh, yeah, this is exactly what he did. Like, what? You know? <laughs> exactly. Uh, Crowley says, I'm a king. And if anyone can protect you from that rascally deity, it is I. Amara says, thank you. Crowley says, thank you, Uncle Crowley. And then Amara goes back to her headphones. Uh, we cut to Rowena at a restaurant with two other witches. Rowena says, how did this happen? I kept asking myself. Witchcraft was a proud and adventurous calling, but the Grand Coven let it collapse in disgrace. Cowardly witches hiding in shadows. Uh, the first witch says, well, we were being burned or hung by the thousands. Witch number two <laughs> says, it put a lid on our enthusiasm. Rowena says, nonsense, poor leadership. Our people deserve a renaissance. And I'm looking for the best of the best to leave the Grand Coven and join me in the Mega Coven. You heard what I said, right? <laughs> Which number two says, my, look at the time. Rowena says, did I mention I have in my possession the Book of the Damned? Aye, written by crazy sister Agnes herself on her own flesh. Its secrets are making me a force of nature, girls. Force of nature. <laughs> Which number two says, and you'd share these secrets with the mega coven. Rowena says, I've always been a giver. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Which number one says, is there a chance I could be an officer? In the grand coven, I never made it past sergeant in arms. Rowena says, you have no idea the rewards headed your way. Uh, suddenly, a nearby waiter's eyes turn demon black, and he pulls out a knife and attacks the witches. He slashes witch number one's neck and then tries to follow Rowena as she hurries out of the door. Rowena says in his direction, Metis impeditus, impeditus, Metis impeditus. Okay, she says something like that. <laughs> uh, and a bunch of like tables and chairs pile up and block the doorway so the demon can't follow her. Uh, we come back to the bunker. Dean's calling Crowley while Sam and Cass watch. <laughs> Dean says, come on, Crowley, pick up. I've left you a dozen messages. Why isn't he answering the phone? Sam says, because he's a dick, and that's not breaking news. <laughs> Dean says, he's got to have Rowena in his sights, right? I mean, she did try to take him out. Cass says, he's not going to deliver Rowena to us just so she can lift the spell. He'd rather let it do whatever it's going to do to me. Dean says, he's got to be up to something. Sam says, yeah, again, not breaking news. Metatron is also off the grid. He stole your car in Blaine, Missouri, right? Cass says, yeah. Sam says, yeah, uh, no accidents, incidents, violations, or anything remotely interesting involving a crappy 78 Continental Mark V. Cass says, you think it's crappy? <laughs> Don't talk shit about Cass's car. <laughs> Mobile, come on. I love it. Uh, Dean says, I have the beholder. Sam says, yeah. Cass says, I shot him for centuries, former scribe of God. You wouldn't think he would be a good driver. <laughs> Sam says, you know what? I'll look for unusual occurrences at places he might hang out. Cass? Dean says, places Metatron might hang out. 
Cass says, uh, I mean, he loves waffles. You could try places that have those. <laughs> like, he's trying so hard to be helpful, but, like, come on, you know? <laughs> Dean says, okay, so every restaurant in the entire country. Cass? Cass suddenly falls to the floor and starts shaking and making distresses no- distressing noises. Uh, the boys try to help, but Cass is convulsing. Dean says, Cass, Cass, hey, easy, easy, Cass. Uh, we cut to a short time later. Cass has come to. Sam says, Cass, hey, you okay? Cass says, relative to what? Dean says, you know where you are? What's the date? Cass says, Earth, several billion years. <laughs> I butchered that, sorry. Cass says, Earth, several billion years from the beginning. <laughs> Which is true, you know? I mean, I that's mean, right. wrong. Yeah. Dean says, come on, buddy. Come on. Cass says, it's like I was inside a blender that was set to puree for a tomato salsa. Dean says, <laughs> Oddly specific. Dean says, and you're the tomato? Cass says, in this analogy, yes. <laughs> like, Dean duh. Says, Dean says, yeah. Sam says, Cass, what was that? You scared the crap out of us. Cass says, I blacked out for a lot of it, but I don't know. It overwhelmed me. I couldn't control it. Dean says to Sam, let's get him up. Come on. Here you go. We got to find that witch. Sam says, yeah. Cass says, what can I do to help? Sam says, no, no, no. You just uh, sit there and take a breather. Try to put yourself back together. Cass says, okay, I'll do my best. It's it's difficult with these voices. Sam says, now there are voices? Dean backs away slowly from Cass and says, are these voices telling you to hurt someone? Cass says, no, guys, I'm hearing angel radio. It's a lot of chatter. They've been looking for me ever since I escaped, as well as scouring the earth for the perp. It's slang for perpetrator. (laughs) Dean Dean says, ah. Sam says, yeah, thank you. Uh, Any uh, perp in particular? Cass says, Metatron. They're doubling the effort to find him, so if we need to get a hold of him, we better do it soon. Dean says, yeah, before the God Squad does. All right, well, first things first. Sam says, listen to this. Maybe something here. Uh, in Denver, three women were at this Cafe Elta when their waiter, for no apparent reason, stabbed and killed one. One survived, and the third vanished after furniture seemed to slide around by itself. What do you think? Uh, but Dean is already on his phone. Into the phone, he says, hi, who was your lead on the Cafe, El- on the Cafe Elta investigation? Uh, we cut to young Amara in her room in hell. <laughs> That's funny to say. Still. <laughs> uh, she goes over to her full-length mirror, and the full-grown woman Amara appears. Uh, I'm going to call her the darkness. Uh, the darkness says, you look confused, troubled. Young Amara says, God did all of this after he locked me away. I didn't know it was so much. Uh, the darkness says, all for his own ego. And no matter what he made, that doesn't excuse what he did to us. Young Amara says, I know. The darkness says, Amara, you must stay fixed on our purpose. Even we cannot undo what's already done. But as you grow and become become stronger, your true destiny will become clear to you. I am what you are becoming. And we are mightier than God. Uh, Crowley suddenly walks in the room and the grown-up darkness disappears from the mirror. Crowley says, not in bed yet? Amara says, not yet, soon. Crowley says, working on your studies. Good girl. Learning anything interesting? Amara says, I think so. 
Uh, we cut to a bar. A man in a suit uh, is sitting down at the bar, and he looks up when another suited man walks in. The man at the bar stands up, and his eyes go demon black. Uh, the man who just walked in pops an angel blade out of his coat sleeve. <laughs> <laughs> Makes me laugh. Uh, they stare at each other very dramatically, and then the demon sits back down at the bar, and the angel sits next to him. The demon says, hey. Angel says, hey. Demon says, pretty bad in heaven. The angel says, yep, how about downstairs? The demon says, yeah, don't even get me started. The angel says, alarms go off. The demon says, you wouldn't believe. The angel says, I know, right? Us too. Demon says, something's changed. The angel says, something's here. The demon says, it's big, big as God, big as Lucifer. The angel says, they doing anything about it on your end? The demon says, zip, how about upstairs? The angel says, ah, business as usual. You'd think there'd be an executive order, but the demon says, the king's hold up doing who knows what. The angel says, after Hannah died, heaven's pretty much been a suck sandwich. <laughs> the demon says, you know who gets squeezed? It's grunts like us. The angel says, yeah, punch a clock, you're expendable. The demon says, you know, our two operations will always butt heads. That's the setup. But this, we could be out of work. The angel says, yeah, we get knocked out. It takes over. The demon says, someone's got to do something. The angel says, someone. Demon says, yeah, if management won't, it's up to the little guy. The angel says, yeah, I hear you. The demon says, power to the people, my friend. The angel says, well, not actually people. The demon says, you know what I mean. <laughs> I really like that whole scene. Uh, we got to a police station in Denver. Sam and Dean in their FBI suits go into an interrogation room to chat with witch number two from the restaurant with Rowena. The police officer says, agents, here you go. And then the officer leaves them alone. Dean says, we got it. Yep. Uh, to witch number two, Sam says, hello. <laughs> Dean says, you probably didn't say hey, it. <laughs> <laughs> Dean says, so, ladies' lunch goes south when a waiter, who reeks of sulfur, attacks with the blade, killing one of you, while the redhead who invited you yells something in Latin, disappears, and the furniture forms a pile. That sound about right? The witch says, uh-huh. Sam says, any idea why a demon would want to attack three witches? The witch says, I don't know what you're talking about. Sam says, right, the waiter was possessed by a demon assassin who was gunning for Rowena since she tried to kill her son, Crowley, who just so happens to be the king of hell. <clears throat> the witch says, why do I think you're not FBI, like the police said? Dean <laughs> says, maybe you have a brain cell. <laughs> At least one. Yep. <laughs> just a single one. <laughs> yep. Uh, Dean says, let's cut to it. The cops say uh, that you're so scared you don't want to leave here. Well, you should be, because Crowley is not only going after Rowena, he's going after every witch that she hangs with. The witch says, I'm no witch. Dean says, sure you are. And your pal Rowena, she's recruiting a new coven. Hmm? The witch says, you can't do this. I have rights. Dean says, and I have a fake badge. And Sam dumps out witch number two's purse on the table and says, look at this. Chicken bones. Hex bags, a pentagram, still sticking with the uh, not a witch. The witch starts chanting, a bite of oculus mace. Uh, but Dean interrupts 
Can I just say that I'm glad that I don't have to read those things? <laughs> you know what? If it's a lot of it, I won't do it. But if it's just a couple words, I'm, you know, it's probably at least good for a laugh, right? <laughs> so, yeah. Dean says, ah, listen, before you finish what you're about to say, know that we are the only thing between you and Crowley's ninjas. The witch says, but I didn't try to hurt him. I mean, I'm nobody. I'm worse than nobody. I'm nobody's third cousin who doesn't even get invited to dinner. <laughs> Sam says, we don't care. We just need to know where Rowena is. The witch says, I have no idea. Sam says, but you do know how to scry. Is that right? The witch says, scry? What's that? <laughs> Sam says, exactly what you know it is, a locating spell. When you witches use crystals and then prisms and mirrors to divine images of who you're trying to find. Dean says, we're trying to get our hands on Rowena. Okay, now with her out of the picture, Crowley has no reason to go after you. You got it? The witch says, I don't have my crystals. Dean picks up her makeup compact off the table. And there's a mirror inside. Dean says, oh, well, this ought to work, huh? I'll get the light. So he turns off the light, and witch number two looks into the mirror and chants, Astende mihi ilum quem queso. I don't think she says that. Queso! She says, I see her. She's packing a bag. We cut to Amara's bedroom in hell. Crowley walks in and finds the demon nanny watching Amara play Scrabble. Crowley says, Amara, I have a gift for you. Two, actually. He gives her a blood splattered dress <laughs> and she asks, is that blood? Uh, he hands her also a, uh, a young child's like puppet book. He says, probably. And you have to forgive me for being the tiger mom, but it's never too soon to improve your mind with books. Amara's Can I just say that that dress kind of reminds me of the one that Lilith wore when she was a little kid? And I like, that. I kind of wonder if he like... <laughs> somehow got that and like saved it to give to another like oh that would be so cool wouldn't it <laughs> it's probably not the same dress but you know yeah. like that would be interesting if it was like a oh I saved this memento from this like awful demon or whatever and now I'm gonna give it to you know yeah the next that would be, be so cool I, I feel child like that I encounter I guess <laughs> yeah I feel like that would be like in the interesting facts or something you never That's know, though. Right. Yeah, that'd be so cool. Yeah. Okay, uh, Amara says, agreed, but I like the ones Nanny gave me more. And she shows him a large leather-bound book. He says, Dante's Inferno, in the original Italian. Has Nanny been teaching you other things about our world? Amara says, some. Doesn't work very well, does it? Crowley <laughs> says, that's God for you. Not really thought out. The whole Big Bang thing? More of a big bust. I mean, boom. Bang, stars, evolution, Taylor Swift. I'm guessing you've, you'd have done things differently. <laughs> Amara says, I sure will. I've had a lot of time to think it through. Crowley says, any specifics that we have to look forward to? Amara says, I'm hungry. Crowley says, of course. Uh, he motions to the nanny demon who grabs a tray of chocolates. He says, goodies. But Amara grabs the nanny demon instead and sucks her soul right out into her own mouth. <laughs> Amara <laughs> happily tells Crowley, I killed her. Crowley says, not quite. The meat suit was already dead. It was just the soul that was inside it that was keeping it alive. Amara says, not anymore. Thank you, Uncle Crowley. 
Crowley says, you're welcome. Uh, so we get to Rowena walking out of a building. She's wearing uh, a blonde wig and sunglasses. She walks over to a taxi um, and says, airport. And be careful with the bags. They're antiques. Uh, she realizes at the very last minute that the driver is actually Dean, who is delightfully wearing a Hawaiian shirt. Just want to <laughs> I love that. It's um, yeah. Rowena says, uh, what am I doing here? Uh, she says the word, a bee. And he goes flying. Dean says, ah! <laughs> Rowena says, just my way of giving you the finger, Mr. Winchester. I don't suppose you're here to thank me for removing the mark of Cain, which, by the way, you're welcome. Let's just take things up a notch. What do you say? Uh, but at that moment, Sam sneaks up and puts the magic-canceling handcuffs on Rowena. She says, I think you'd know by now, Samuel. These things don't hold me long. Sam says, I just need to hold you long enough. Rowena says, well, they do say blondes have more fun. Uh, we cut to Cass in the bunker library. He's on Sam's laptop. He reads uh, off the screen, to pull up information on a car, select search box, type in violations, and enter license plate number, make. Uh, Cass hits a button, and the window minimizes. He clicks an icon on the desktop, trying to bring her back up. Instead, a porn site opens up. A <laughs> very sensual female voice says, Fortune Nookie, your premier website for all your Asian girl fantasies. We have hundreds of lovely girls just waiting to chat with you 24 hours a day. Oh, Dean. Cass <laughs> closes the laptop and says to himself, what could Fortune Nookie be? <laughs> Suddenly he has a flashback of when Rowena cursed him. In the flashback, Rowena says, Impetus Bestiarum. Crowley says, Castiel, don't. Rowena says, Deli Malum. Uh, we cut to the throne room in hell. Crowley is sitting on the throne watching Amara suck the soul out of his demons. I can't remember if this is one soul or multiple souls. I said soul and then demons. So who knows? She's just going to town, I guess. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Crowley says, cafeteria is serving dead meat suits, right? A hench demon says, yes, majesty. No chance of soulless lunatics roaming the hallways. Amara says, did I hear someone mention dessert? Crowley says, in a minute, sweetheart. Now, what were we just chatting about? Amara says, how when God created mankind, he really screwed it up. Crowley says, language? Is that any way for a primal force to speak? Amara says, every time I take in a soul, I feel how much emptiness there is. Crowley says, yes. Amara says, God made a world where people have to suffer and then they die. Crowley says, unfortunately. Amara says, but frankly, why would they want to live in such a world? Crowley says, I salute your insight, Cupcake. Yes, God's plan is hideously flawed. But you and I together, well, we can shape things into our own worldview. A place where, like the dinosaur, virtue is extinct. Where the very air that we breathe is pure evil. Would you like that? Amara says, would you? You'd really be happy if everyone was evil? Crowley says, well, actually, now I come to think of it, if everyone was dark and damned, wouldn't be much of a challenge. Watching a human reject the light and embrace depravity, yes, well, that's where the gratification really is. Never <laughs> get old. This bemuses you? Amara says, good, evil, heaven, hell, people? It all seems so unimportant. 
Crowley says, well, I don't know that I'd say that. Amara says, I don't think you're seeing the big picture. Crowley says, meaning what exactly? Amara says, guess what, Uncle Crowley? I'm hungry. <laughs> so Crowley snaps his fingers and two demons, dragon, and another demon. Um, the about-to-be-devoured demon yells, no! <laughs> then we, we cut to the bunker dungeon. Dean is chaining Rowena to the chair in the devil's trap, and Sam is going through her bags. Rowena says, mind the undergarment, Samuel. Imported, of course. <laughs> so look at my underwear. No. <laughs> yeah. Look at my fancy panties. <laughs> fancy pants. Yep. Um, Sam says, where is it? Rowena says, where is what, dear? Sam says, the book. The book of the damned. The codex is in there, but the book is not. So where the hell is it? Rowena says, do you take me for a fool? Like, I'd run around with those two spectacularly powerful items anywhere in proximity. Sam says, well, now we've got the codex and Charlie's code breaking, so the book isn't as useful to you as it was. Rowena says, or so you hope. That's what I admire in you, Samuel. That plucky optimism. That plucky, stupid optimism. Dean says, Sam, why don't you go grab Cass so Florence Nightingale here can do her stuff? Sam says, yeah, and he leaves the room. Rowena says to Dean, you do recall our deal, huh? First, I dispel the angel, then I go free. Dean says, mm-hmm, except for one thing. Rowena says, there were no exceptions in our arrangement. Dean says, the book, gonna need that baby back. Rowena says, the book was never mentioned in our negotiations. Dean says, well, now it is. Rowena says, our deal says. Dean says, our deal says whatever I want it to say. You're going to play by my rules because I have your son on speed dial. Rowena says, call him. If I'm dead, you got a big fat pile of nothing. No book ever. And your friend with the bent halo, he goes foaming at the mouth mad and dies. Your turn. Your eyes. So burdened. What happened precisely when I removed the mark? The book wasn't specific. Yes, I read quite a bit of it. What new hell has Dean Winchester unleashed upon the world? Uh, just then Sam rushes back in and says, Dean, <laughs> Dean says, yeah, Sam says, Hey, I, I can't find Cass. Dean says, what? Sam says, he's not there. He, he broke free and he's gone. Uh, so we cut to Cass all spelled up and roaming around in an alleyway. He is looking pretty wrecked. <laughs> <laughs> we cut to Sam, Dean and Rowena and the Impala, uh, Rowena is in the backseat with her handcuffs on still. She says, so absurd, driving in circles, looking for your unhinged angel. Dean says, we're not driving in circles, all right? We're locked onto his phone's GPS. We're tracking his location. Rowena says, I have no idea what you just said, but I'm sure I could do it faster. Sam says, yeah, maybe you could, but you'd have to do a spell, which means we would have to take the cuffs off, and we are not going to take the cuffs off. Rowena says, there's no trust? Are we not a team? Sam and Dean at the same time say, no. Uh, we cut to... Not even a little bit. Yeah, we cut to Crowley's throne room. Crowley is talking to his hench demon, who is now dressed as the nanny in an apron. So we're going to call him nanny demon from now on. <laughs> and nanny says, you sent for me, sire? Crowley says, I wanted to commend you for how well you've stepped into your new role as nanny after the last one became indisposed demon nanny says indisposed she's dead 
Carly says, at any rate, you seem to be cut out for this kind of work. Amara clearly responds to you. The demon nanny says, she looks at me like she wants to eat me. Crowley says, she wants to eat everyone. Don't take it personally. Demon nanny says, majesty, uh, I have no experience with children. Uh, is there nothing else I can do? Crowley says, apparently not, seeing as you failed to assassinate my mother. I'd hate to be disappointed twice. Demon nanny says, I'm aware. Crowley says, so here's the thing. Amara seems to be growing in leaps and bounds, not just in maturity, but in strength and confidence, too. I don't want her to get out of hand before I'm sure of her loyalty. I need you to stop overfeeding her. Demon Nanny says, but you said to give her whatever she wants whenever she wants it. Crowley says, well, now I'm saying something different, aren't I? Demon Nanny says, yes. Crowley says, we don't want a generation of entitled pudgy kids, do we? No, we do not. So simply inform her that we're cutting back on her soul food. It's a, it's the healthier choice. Demon Nanny says, you want me to tell her this? Crowley says, you are her nanny, aren't you? Demon Nanny says, well, Crowley says, because if you're not the nanny, then what are you? Oh, I know. Roasting on a spit until the end of time. Demon Nanny says, I'll, uh, I'll do my best. Crowley says, good man. And you look wonderful in an apron. <laughs> we come back <laughs> to you, uh, baby. Rowena says, you wouldn't think a road trip with two such strapping lads could be this tedious. Shall we have a wee sing song? Sam and Dean, again, at the same time, say, no. <laughs> I just want to see that. I want to see them singing a song together. <laughs> <laughs> I think that'd be great. I'd watch that for hours. Uh, Rowena says, I have myself to blame. Should never make deals with Winchesters since they seem, um, since they seem unable to hold up their end of the bargain. Dean says, meaning what? Rowena says, oh, just that thing between Sam, Crowley, and myself. Dean says, what? What's she talking about? Rowena says, oh, surely you knew Sam made a deal with me to kill my son if I remove the mark of Cain from your arm. Well, is the mark gone? Yes. Is Crowley dead? No. Hmm. Oh, he didn't know. He didn't know. <laughs> Sam says, look, I was going to tell you. Obviously, nothing ever came of it, so I figured there was no point, you know. Dean says, no point, huh? And Sam looks pretty surly. <laughs> Rowena <laughs> says, I mean, I see what Dean's saying. Your wee pal Castiel wouldn't be in this pickle if you'd done what you promised. I would have had no reason to cast the attack dog spell if Crowley were already dead. Excellent point. Dean says, it's not my point. Sam knows my point. Keyword, secrets. Rowena says, ah, well, I'm just glad I've got the conversation flowing. Family <laughs> relations is a speciality of mine. <laughs> Sam says, hey. Dean said, did he stop? Sam says, yeah, he stopped. And he's close. Uh, so we cut back to Cass in the alley. He is now following a young woman. She starts running away from him because he is not being subtle. Uh, <laughs> we cut to Rowena and the boys. They are in a different alley. Dean says, come on. All right. It's got to be around here somewhere. So I'll head up the street. You guys head the other way. Rowena says, are you joking? I'm in heels. But Dean is not joking. <laughs> so we cut back to Cass. Uh, the woman runs into an abandoned warehouse and locks the door behind her. Cass busts the door in and starts smashing things around looking for her. Outside, Dean hears all the destruction and goes into the building. Inside, Cass finds the woman and starts choking her. Dean finally finds them uh, and yells, Cass, Cass, don't do this. 
Okay, this isn't you. It's a spell. You can beat this. Cass, let her go. Go, go, go. Hey, okay, okay. It's going to be okay, buddy. All right. Uh, Cass struggles with himself and then releases the woman. She hurries away, but then Cass tries to attack Dean. Uh, Rowena and Sam finally show up, and Rowena says, desist. Cass hesitates and stares at Rowena. Uh, Sam is holding his gun to her head, and he says, do I need to remind you these are witch-killing bullets? Finish it. Rowena says, yes, yes, all right. Ad levo honestum. I'm sure that's it. Cast we'll uh, it. <laughs> free from the spell and is like violently and painfully returning to normal. Dean says, Cass, Cass, hey, 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 come on, come on, hey. Uh, then Rowena hurries out of the entryway and says behind her, Permitte tell them, a bee, a metal grate, uh, slams to the ground af- uh, after her and it separates her from the rest of them. Dean says, No. Rowena says, I'm sure you had every intention of honoring our deal, but why take chances? Uh, so we cut to the bunker. Sam walks into the library with a beer for Dean, who has an ice pack uh, on the side of his face, which is all like bruised and swollen from Cass, from the Cass attack. Sam says, hey, you should keep applying that. Dean says, thanks, mom. You just keep the beers coming. Cass says, Dean, I, there aren't words. Dean says, you're right. There aren't words, Cass, because there's no need. You were under a spell. It's fine. Cass says, yeah, but you had Rowena. Because of me, you... Sam says, you know, Cass, we got the codex. That's a start. You know, it'll slow Rowena down some. If we'd killed her, the book of the damned would have been lost. Dean says, besides, we got bigger fish to fry. I said frish. Frish to fry. Okay. Frish for. <laughs> Cass says, the darkness. What does she want? Dean says, well, the big question is, where the hell is she? Uh, Cass gestures at Dean's injured face and says, Dean, I can fix that. Dean says, no, no, no. It's fine, Cass. Besides, I had it coming. Uh, So we cut to Crowley walking through the halls of hell, reading a document. He reads aloud, hereby command and decree, blah, 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 hung on hooks for all eternity, entrails removed. (laughs) 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 He's approaching a Mars room and sees the feet of the new demon nanny sticking out from the doorway on the ground, very clearly dead. Crowley then finds a teenage girl standing in front of the mirror. He says, Amara? Teenage Amara says, I'm hungry. Crowley says, of course, pumpkin, but tell you what, maybe we should have a chat first. She angrily says, I said I'm hungry. And credits. Okay, so my first thought um, is the whole, like, Amara mirror thing kind of, like, confused me. Because it's like, okay, is she talking to herself? Is she, like, talking to her subconscious? You know, like, the the, the grown-up Amara in the mirror talking to, like, kitty Amara. You know, like, it's like, oh, well, and we, you know, and kind of talking, like whole like we situation like they're two separate I don't know like that that whole thing kind of like just confused me a little bit it confused me too right I'm like if if you they truly are one being then she already knows all that information and that's her like subconscious talking to her yeah but that doesn't really make sense like why would they do that yeah I think I don't know 
I imagine it's just to solidify in the viewer's mind that like she really is this ancient being and not just this like tween that we're looking at. But I don't know. It, it did seem weird too. Yeah, it just made me feel, like have just have a lot of questions. Like what what the actual fuck? Is yeah, like, <laughs> like yeah, you know, like okay, I like I get like talking to yourself or whatever, but like right. When you're kind of talking in like a, but we're separate people kind of way, like that doesn't make sense to me. I don't know. And I don't know if they ever. I don't think it's ever talked about. Yeah, I don't think so. So, I don't think it is. I don't know. Whatever. It's just kind of weird. So. I have a lot of questions involving Amara, like for the rest of the show, honestly. Yeah. (laughs) Like any little thing that happens, I'm like, okay, but. Yeah. What? So, so yeah. 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 Okay. Um, also, I think it would be pretty funny to see Misha in a zombie movie because he does a really good, like, you know, uh, like zombie, like. (laughs) He does. Yeah. He does like the weird bulgy eye thing and everything. Yeah. Yeah. And like the weird, like crazy walk, you know, like Mm -hmm. all that. I think that would be pretty good. I did too. Also, it looked like he was having fun, which made it even more fun to watch. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, he was all in. It was good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, was- I have the thought like, have I ever been this attracted to a zombie before? I don't know. <laughs> so, <there's that. laughs> yeah, I yeah. mean, like Misha's attractive. I wouldn't say he's super attractive as a zombie, but you know, like. <laughs> Mm-hmm. probably more attractive than a normal zombie would be i think so so you know yeah. there's that i think so but For sure anyway <laughs> you know, thinking about it who would be the hottest zombie jensen oh yeah like please try to eat my brains like oh, <laughs> hello <laughs> think what i can get you know yeah <laughs> You know, as much as I love Sam Hugh and I don't know that he would be a good zombie. Mm, I see what you're saying. Like, he could play a good zombie, I'm sure, but, like, Maisie's done with my shit. Did you hear that? I did hear that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was talking about hot huh, guys again. Uh. <laughs> this is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> she's the most dramatic dog I think I've ever met in my life but (laughs) yeah she or she um I think that Sam Hewen wouldn't make a good not that he wouldn't make a good zombie and he couldn't play a good zombie you know but I don't think he would be the most attractive zombie I feel like he would be a really good like zombie character but as far as like hey you look like a zombie but I'd I'd still be into that, you know. Like, I think Jensen is probably the only one. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna agree with you. I'm trying to like run through the like the the actors I admire. Yeah. And I'm not coming up with better than Jensen. Yeah. He's probably, like still boffable as a zombie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yep. All right. Great. Yep. Okay. That's 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 it. It's just Jensen. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Um, uh, oh, what was I doing? Oh, yeah. What was your favorite moment? I'm like, <laughs> my brain. I'm so like, listen. 
Okay, Rochelle. I'm well over my due date at this point. Yes. I'm over it. Like, ugh. She's about, she's about to give birth. I mean, not like today. Maybe today. Yeah. But also, wouldn't it be amazing if, like, your water broke while we were recording? No. <laughs> That'd be amazing. <laughs> also, okay, so to be fair, this is going to, we'll expand on this in a later episode, but, um, we are recording this episode after we've recorded episode five and we've already done this episode once because, Hey, I'm an idiot. And <laughs> we're not to save the episode. So no, you're not an idiot. You're just very pregnant and have your mind on all the things. And that's okay. That's pretty normal. I'm not calling pregnant women idiots. That's not what I said, Rochelle. No, you're- Maisie. Oh, okay. I'm, like, I'm an idiot. She goes, Ugh. <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yes. There are more important things on your mind, and that is perfectly understandable and not weird. So it's okay. Also, in all the episodes we've recorded, which is like 200 and, you know, 80 million or whatever, like yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not weird that this happened once. Like it's fine. No. Yeah. Still, though, like, ugh, come I mean, on. I mean, knowing that we have to redo it, sure, but like, eh, not a big deal. Yeah. So, yeah. But at any rate, so. You'll hear this episode and then two more, <laughs> and we might kind of go back in time a little bit. That will be but. not as explosive. That was a weird way to say it. I don't know if I meant it like that. Anyway, but at any good. rate, episode six is probably going to be happening after this dude comes out. So, ta da! Yep, and, and no idea when that will be. P.S. So, Who right knows? now, we're going to be publishing every couple of weeks and then we'll just have to see what happens so yeah yeah we're still going to continue for sure but we just don't know what the timeline's going to look like so yeah um yeah gonna be interesting to try and you know record with a baby who may (laughs) not let me record for more than 20 minutes at a time so yeah but it's okay if that happens that'd be totally fine um okay favorite moments i really i know i said this already um, but I really loved all the mega coven stuff. Yeah. <laughs> it was hilarious. Just, I don't know, just when she kept, every time she says mega, I am immediately transported back to like junior high in like the drugstore searching for like new hair products. And they're all like mega hold, ultra hold. <laughs> That's yeah. Yes. Like the, the hairsprays and the gels and the, yeah. And I'm like, oh yeah. Oh. So that's what I think. I love it. I also <laughs> love the moment where um, she's in the she's in baby with um, Sam and Dean and they're like, you know, we're going to go find Cass, you know, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, let's have a we sing song. And they're like, oh, <laughs> yeah, I they had a we sing song because that just sounds amazing. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. What was your favorite moment? Um, one of them was the We Sing song because it's hilarious. Um, and the other one is when Dean's like out of the car and like kind of looking around for Cass and everything. And this like blonde lady walks by. <laughs> He's like, hey. And she just goes, get a life. And just like keeps going. Like, <laughs> I don't like, really. That. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She's like, no. <laughs> like, just straight up, no. Like, did you even look at him? Because I'm pretty sure you did it. <laughs> If you looked, you might have said something different, but okay. 
Yeah. She's just like, eh, no. I mean, to be fair, I think she probably did look at him from what I remember. But either way, I just thought it was kind of funny. Like, just straight up, like, hard pass, no, get a life, get out of here, you know? <laughs> but, yeah. Anyway. <clears throat> um, so, our interesting facts. Um it says this is the fifth episode directed by Jensen Ackles. Um, the other four are season six, episode four, Weekend at Bobby's. Season seven, episode three, The Girl Next Door. Season eight, episode three, Heartache. And season um, 10, episode three, Soul Survivor. Okay. Um, it says Cafe Elta, where Rowena recruit, or tries to recruit two witches, um, is named after Jensen Ackles' wife, Danielle Ackles, whose given name was Elta. Hmm. I didn't know that. I mean, I knew that because you said that the last time we recorded this episode. But, yeah. But other than that, that's not something I had heard before. Yeah. Which, do so given name, do they mean given name like as in her maiden name? Or do they mean given name as in first name, like her name is... I- I thought that meant first name, like that's her first name. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not positive. Yeah, I guess I don't think that's like an official term, so it really could mean any of those, you know? Yeah, <clears throat> but Elta was somehow involved. <laughs> oh, that's a cool name. Um, so it says this is the 50th episode that Mark Shepard has played Crowley. Wow. Okay. Um, it says Demi Delory, who is credited as witch number one in this episode, uh, was previously in season two, episode eight, um, which is Crossroad Blues. Um, she played a surgeon who sold her soul to a Crossroads demon. I don't remember the surgeon. I remember the I remember the surgeon, but I don't remember her in this episode. I believe um, you. I just I just can't I can't remember what what those witches look like. So um, witch number one. But, like, there were two witch number ones the way I wrote it. So Yeah. Well, because you had, yeah, because you had the. Um, there was a three at the first, wherever they were. At, like, yeah, the, some sort of undergroundish some, looking place, you know. Yeah, and then there were two more in the restaurant. And she wasn't the one that ended up in the police station with them. So she was either in, from the, or from the cafe, I mean. So she yeah. was either the one that got her throat slit in that cafe or she was one of those three from that first room. But I just don't remember what those three looked like. Yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> so in that original, her original episode, she was the the doctor they were trying to find um, who sold her soul. And we just see her in her like hotel room, like freaking the fuck out. And then, you know, some invisible force, you know, we know it's a hellhound um, came in and like ripped her up. So it was closer to the beginning of the episode, but it wasn't like you're. I vaguely remember that, but it's been so long. (laughs) I've seen that episode a lot of times. That was nine seasons ago, Lynn. (laughs) (laughs) You're right. You're right. (laughs) Listen, my ADD doesn't let me, my my ADD doesn't let remember, fuck. (laughs) Doesn't let you talk. Doesn't let me remember what I did yesterday, let alone that, so... It's all good. I mean, I do remember the episode, but I don't remember her. Yeah, that's okay. That's not weird. <laughs> oh, boy. This is going really well. Okay. <laughs> it says, um, in the scene where Sam and Dean um, catch Rowena catching a cab, the location was also used as the exterior shot of the offices in 21 Jump Street from 1987, um, which starred Stephen Williams, uh, who played Rufus. 
and see oh, supernatural. Cool. Okay. That I do. You know what? Now, yeah. Okay, I did know him from before. I swear, that's what. Okay, I could have sworn like when we when I first saw Rufus. You know, I was like, oh, I think I know that guy, but I don't really know why. You know. Yeah. That's why. I, think, I mean, I felt the same way, but I think I recognized him from the X Files. So I think that's. I think that's what. Her now I have to look him up because that's gonna make me feel crazy. <clears throat> my mom I think I've talked about this before went on like a huge Johnny Depp kick for like I swear it lasted for like two years and this is back when Netflix just had like the you can rent the discs and send them back in the mail you know mm-hmm. they didn't have the um the streaming or whatever right. <laughs> literally for probably close to two years it was non-stop Johnny Depp everything like one after the other, after the other, after the other. And it was just like, okay, like, I get it. I like Johnny Depp, too. And I'm not saying these movies are bad, but can we please watch something? Yeah. Anything, mm-hmm. you know, else. You know? <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, I get it. So, yeah, I've seen up until that point pretty much every single thing that Johnny mm-hmm. Depp has been in. Um, I like Every his- episode of 21 Jump Street, all oh, yeah. the... Movies, all I mean, everything. There was like a, a biography that somebody, like a documentary biography thing that somebody did about him back in the day, and like seen that too, you know? Yeah. Okay, so Rufus's name, the actor's name is Stephen Williams, which I have no idea why I didn't remember that, but yes, he was in 15 episodes of The X Files, which is why he's very familiar to me because I was introduced to him when I was 12. So <laughs> there we go. <clears throat> Yeah, I don't, I, I definitely knew that I knew him, but I didn't know what from, but 21 yeah. Street. Yeah, I never watched that show. I do like Johnny Depp's, you know, earlier movies, like, from the early 90s. Obviously, I love Edward Scissorhands, obviously. Yeah. You know, yeah. that kind of stuff. That's, yeah. So, I've, I've seen all those. We even, I th- like, when Eric and I got together, we did watch Crybaby, which is one of his very early movies. Yeah, um, he's just like crying. It's like mm-hmm. it's like he like basically single man tears, but I loved it the I whole time. It was super yeah. cute. Yeah. Did your mom watch A Nightmare on Elm Street? When did, did that come it? out? Let me find out because he's in the first, <laughs> he's in the first Freddy movie and he's got a he's like a main character, and uh, it does not end well for him. But it ends very epically in all. The movies I've ever seen ever, I think he's the only person I've ever seen get eaten by a bed, so. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's very possible that that was one that maybe they watched and didn't let us watch because they didn't let us watch scary movies and all that sort of stuff. Like, It came out in 1984. I obviously didn't watch it when I was two, so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I wasn't alive, so. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, right, right. So I didn't, I probably watched it in my 20s for the first time yeah yeah I don't know that I've seen it but that might be one of those things that like I don't know that I've seen it but I start watching it and be like oh yeah I know I recognize this scene or this scene or whatever you know you should ask your mom if she watched it during that time I would love to know how she felt about that movie because that just doesn't seem like her kind of thing you know oh no no she doesn't watch horror movies or any of that sort of stuff which is kind of funny because when was it this is probably I wasn't living there anymore, but I went over to my parents' house 
was I living there? I don't know. Maybe I was just like staying for a weekend. I, whatever. It was sometime in the last 10 years. Yeah. And um, I was at my parents' house and we were trying to pick a movie to watch. And my mom's like, "What? let's watch The Shining. And I'm like, the fuck? You know, like, so <laughs> who are you? For you know? her. Yeah. It was I mean, weird. I and like, she was into it. She's like, oh yeah, it's a good movie or whatever. And like w- the whole family watched The Shining together. Which that was weird. very odd to me, you know? Yeah. Like, what, I mean, great you know? movie. Yeah, great movie. Oh, but. yeah. I mean, it, it it wasn't bad, but it was just kind of one of those, like, you want to watch this, you know? Like, I, I don't know why. I don't mm-hmm. get it, you know? Yeah. Huh. <laughs> like, yeah. So that's how I watched The Shining for the first time was because my mom was like, we should watch this movie. And I was like, what? You know? Yeah. <laughs> but it, to be fair, it's not really like a scary movie. It's more of like a psychological type thing. So True. it's not like there's mm-hmm. like people that are getting hacked up or, you know, ghosts. I mean, or, they are I mean, getting hacked is, up and there is ghosts. But like not, that's not the overwhelming thing, you know, that's like true. it's yeah. mostly the like, going crazy situation so yeah but yeah so anyways um (laughs) so it says in the bar scene between the demon and the angel um the loud and swain song big one is playing in the background um the lead singer of loud and swain which is rob benedict um uh played uh chuck chuck we're we're gonna get spoiler we're gonna get some more chuck just saying yeah (laughs) um it says, uh, at the start of the episode, Rowena's trying to recruit three witches. Uh, there's a gray-haired older witch, a black-haired middle-aged witch, and a young goth-style witch. Uh, the maiden, mother, and crone is common pagan iconology, um, often associated with the, the triple moon goddess. Um, that Rowena ends up killing the three witches who fit the iconography could be seen as symbolic of her overthrowing the old order to assert her own agenda. Interesting. Okay. Um, and this is the first episode to show the reverse version of the attack dog spell. That's true. I was glad that there was, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, a reverse for that because I was getting a little nervous. Yeah, like yeah. what are we doing? Yeah, it's gonna be weird. <laughs> I know. Save my angel, please. Yeah. <laughs> um. So our research from this week, uh, is off of ranker because <laughs> you know um <laughs> excuse me <laughs> and it's spooky towns that are allegedly cursed by witches yes uh, it says few words can strike fear in people's hearts as quickly as oh i've got a pop-up oh no oh no <laughs> that does strike fear into my heart rochelle <laughs> Few words can strike fear in people's hearts as quickly as curse. There are endless tales of people in towns who have fallen victim to curses. While most are simply tossed aside as fantasy, some um, have some unexplainable and eerie occurrences that go hand in hand with their alleged curse. Whether or not you believe in curses, the towns on this list are places you might want to avoid in future travel if you're not brave enough. Mm-hmm. Um, the first one is Mall Dyer, um, allegedly cursed Leonard Town. M.A. is Massachusetts, right? Yes. 
Okay. <laughs> Before she died. I feel like I remember the first time we recorded this, every single town you say we had to like check because we were like not sure. Yeah, <laughs> and like, then I was like, oh my God, I swear. Yeah, there's, there's a lot, a lot of, of M. Yeah. State abbreviations that. Oh no, so it's fine. <laughs> it's okay. You know what? We did know them every time. We just like were second guessing ourselves and then it was a yeah. whole thing and it was like everyone's gonna be like bloody Americans and like yeah, there <laughs> you we don't are. Even know anyway. your own states. I know. Hey, listen, there's a lot, okay? There's <laughs> a lot of them. And they're not close <laughs> to us. The ones we're talking about are generally not in our area. They're like, on the, the other side of the country. So Yeah. That's and okay. Like, and the other like side the, of the country is not like a in Europe one side you can get from one side to the other in a couple hours. This the other side of the country is like a six hour plane flight. <laughs> yeah, on the plane. Yeah. Like if you were to drive, oh boy. You know? <laughs> also, like we did learn all this, but like in elementary school, they don't they don't like go back over it ever. No. So. <laughs> There's that. No. Anyway, okay. Yeah. Yes. Bloody Americans. Anyways, that's we're just, fair. you know, fine. making excuses for not I knowing. Know. But that's fine. <laughs> we know. It is what it yes. is. Okay. Um, so it said, Len- or it says, Leonardtown is a small town in St. Mary's County, Massachusetts. Um, around 1697, a bout of influenza, a brutal winter, and failing crops pushed the town into desperation. People began searching for a scapegoat for the relentless bad luck. <laughs> Um, their eyes turned to Mal Dyer, a woman who lived alone on the outskirts of town and whose knowledge of herbal remedies, which the townspeople often sought, made her the perfect target. <laughs> the townspeople labeled her a witch, and on a cold night in the winter of 1697, a mob chased her out of her home. Fucking assholes, man. How dare you cure yeah. us and help us with medicine? You gotta die. Like, really? I know. Like, also get out. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, it says though she initially escaped, the mob burned her home to the ground. She sought refuge. She sought refuge in the nearby forest, but couldn't withstand the brutal cold of the outdoors. Her body was found frozen to a rock a few days later. Her handprint embedded on the stone. Wow. The town took this as a sign of a curse, and afterward, some claimed to see dire spirit around the area. No crops grew on the land around her cottage, and odd lightning strikes hit the area as well. The rock where Dyer died is also rumored to be cursed, prompting illness in those who dare to touch it. Hmm. Today, despite the odd occurrences there, Leonardtown is a small yet thriving community home to a few thousand people. <laughs> wow, that is little. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, that's like, oh, I don't even know. Like, I think the town that I grew up in had like 45,000 people mm-hmm. in it. Yeah. And it's not... A small town, but it's not a big town either. You right. Know? Yeah, that whole story really pisses me off. Like, you just wanted someone to blame for the bad weather and, like, the bad times, so you decided well, to... Well, it's superstitious, it's- too. I'm sure that's not that they were just looking for somebody to blame. They probably were like, this is happening. It must be her fault because she's the one that knows the things, you know? Like, yeah. you know. That just sucks because she's also having that hard time. So yeah. now we're going to give you a really hard time. Like, I, yeah. just, I don't know. That whole thing sucks. Okay. Yeah, well, yay. history's not there for us to like, you know? <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> um, uh, this one is a powerful voodoo priestess reportedly cursed Frenier. I'm, I think I'm saying that right. Louisiana. Um, a short distance north of New Orleans, Louisiana, lies the Manchick Swamp. I don't know if I'm saying that right. 
Um, legend claims a woman named Julia Brown lived at the edge of the swamp near the town of Frenier. The town's inhabitants often sought out Brown for help as she was an experienced healer and charm maker. Go figure. It's all the people that actually know things that they're trying to run off. It's fine. Right. That help people. <laughs> like, yeah. like, here, let me help you. Also, please don't kill me. Um, it says Lokens <laughs> often found her sitting on the front porch playing her guitar and singing songs. A famous line from one of these songs says, one day I'm going to die and take the whole town with me. <laughs> Good for her. I know. This lyric proved somewhat true, as in April 1915, a huge hurricane hit the area the day of her funeral. <laughs> yeah, that was nearly so. entirely destroyed and around 300 people perished. Some claim Brown was the cause of this destruction as she felt the people she spent her life helping took her for granted. Well, yes. They fucking did. Yeah. <laughs> Um, it says, today Frenier is a ghost town, never having recovered from the hurricane's destruction. Locals wow. still warn people of Brown's presence in the swamp. Hmm. Um, this one is a mysterious witch allegedly cursed Yazoo City, Mississippi with fire. <laughs> um, in Yazoo City, Mississippi, oval chain links surround an unmarked grave. This mysterious site is said to be the resting place of the Witch of Yazoo. Um, the legend behind this witch claims that in the late 1800s, a woman whose name is unknown lived alone or lived alone along the banks of the Yazoo River. The woman would reportedly lure fishermen into her home and torture them. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, several skeletons were discovered inside her house, and ultimately, the town sheriff and and several deputies pursued her into the, a swamp. Uh, when the men caught up to her, they discovered she had fallen into quicksand and was quickly being pulled under. Using her last breath, the woman cursed the town, claiming she would return in 20 years and burn it all to the ground. Frightened of the curse, the townspeople buried the witch and placed a chain around her grave to keep her from returning. <laughs> I don't think that's going to um, feel um, Okay. <laughs> I got questions about this chain, but okay. Yeah. Uh, who knows? Um, <laughs> this, however, was seemingly not enough. In 1904, a great fire spread throughout the town, leveling nearly 200 homes and destroying nearly all the businesses. Locals claimed the strange wind that fostered the fire's growth was a power of the witch. Uh, despite Yazoo City's near-total destruction and the odd circumstances surrounding the catastrophe, the town managed to recover and has grown to a population of over 20,000. Oh. Um, this one is... Perry Cheney, hmm? Michigan, um, was cursed with widespread disease. Um, it says Perry Cheney is P E R E. P Pear? 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 Pear Cheney? Oh, yeah, I got nothing. No. I don't know. Yeah. It's an abandoned town located in north central Michigan. <laughs> okay. <laughs> in the late 1800s, we'll go with. Pear Cheney's, whatever, Pear Cheney's yeah. heyday. Uh, the town was home to over 1,500 people in a thriving lumber business. Then diphtheria hit in 1893, taking uh. with it a large number of the town's residents. Several years later, diphtheria hit the still-struggling town once more, resulting in a near wipeout of the town's already dwindling population. Um, while it's entirely probable the town's ill fate was simply bad luck, local legend claims a more sinister reason can explain the town's collapse. While stories vary, some locals believe uh, Pear Cheney is cursed. 
Uh, one cause of this alleged curse is that the town was built atop a Native American burial ground. <laughs> oh, yeah, don't fucking do that. Come on. <laughs> you know? Jeez. Yeah. How many times have we heard of that? Um, <laughs> oh, that's a whole trope. Like, <laughs> It's a thing. Yeah. Um, the second legend claims that a young woman conceived a child out of wedlock, and the town subsequently shunned her and banished her to the woods. Along with uh-huh. the, name, the young woman cursed the town, resulting in diphtheria outbreak that killed hundreds. Wow. Uh, it says the town people turned against the woman, claiming she was a witch, and hung her from a tree in the local cemetery. She was buried at the base of that uh, very same tree, and her headstone is among the very few things that still stand in the town today. Wow. Um, North Pepperell, Massachusetts, um, was cursed with various natural disasters. That's the next one. <laughs> it says North Pepperwell. Um, okay, it says North Pepperell, and then and the thing it says North Pepperwell. And then the rest of it says Pepperwell. So I'm going to go with Pepperwell. Okay. Okay. I'm like, this doesn't make sense. It's fine. Um, North Pepperwell was a Massachusetts town that existed in the 1700s. Though small, the town held great promise as a center of industrial activity that was home to various orchards and farmlands. Everything changed in the early 1800s when a woman, generally known as Mrs. Love or Miss Lovejoy, moved into town. Uh, the Puritan inhabitants of Pepperwell, the woman um was strange she always wore a scarf on her head kept to herself and lived alone that sentence didn't really make a whole lot of sense from beginning to end but that's fine okay um, <laughs> the town became uneasy about miss lovejoy and quickly labeled her a witch in Ugh. 1820 locals dragged miss lovejoy out of her home and two men branded her miss wow. lovejoy managed to escape into the woods but not before cursing the town aloud claiming the village would die and that death would visit all its homes can i just ask real quick what is the point of branding somebody in this scenario? I mean, in any scenario, but in this specific one, so that she can't hide that she's been branded a witch? Like, probably, yeah. Okay. To like, here's a here's a sign that you can't hide that this you're a witch. You know. People are assholes, man. Oh yeah, for sure. Like, wow. <laughs> people are okay. awful. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um. Jeez, what a nightmare. I know. <laughs> it says, um, initially the town was happy to be rid of the old woman, but the situation certain to, sir, <sighs> the situation soon turned both strange and frightening. First, fires destroyed the town's mills and businesses. Then the dam burst, flooding the buildings that remained. <laughs> Misfortune continued to plague the town as various tragic deaths began claiming its final residence. All this led to the town's abandonment. People fled, terrified they'd be the curse's next victims. To this day, North Pepperwell remains a ghost town. Wow. It's like that, you know, that stuff, that those natural disasters or whatever, the, those were going to happen regardless. And at any yeah. point, even if they hadn't done that to her beforehand, they would have done that to her afterwards, you know? Oh, yeah. Because they're like, like, oh, well, you caused this. You right. Know? It's just like you just can't. Yeah. Yeah. That's awful. There's no escaping okay. it. Right. This is back when people didn't know a whole lot about, you know, science and how weather worked and all that sort of stuff. And they're like, it's a sign. Yeah, right. it's a sign that probably something is happening somewhere <laughs> on the Earth's surface that would mm-hmm. cause this, you know, like. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but Gosh. Whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> this next one is Livermore, um, 
Pennsylvania, was cursed with floods. Um, in the 1800s, Livermore in Westmoreland County, Pennsylvania, was a small yet thriving town. Its proximity to the Conemaugh River made it a successful canal town until the 1889 Johnston Flood, or Johnstown Flood. Um, this flood caused extensive structural damage and was the beginning of the end for the town. The next flood came on March 13, 1936. I wonder if it was a Friday. <laughs> mm. um, and was known as the Great St. Patrick's Day Flood. Um, this flood finished the job the first Johnstown flood began and, uh, and took approximately 80 lives with it. For many locals, the floods were the result of a curse uh, a woman laid upon the town in the early 1800s. The unnamed woman was accused of witchcraft, and before she was burned at the stake, she cursed the town and claimed floods would befall the area. While there's no factual record of this woman, the story um, had been passed down in local legend. Today, Livermore stands abandoned um, as an eerie ghost town where... Stan... That didn't... What? What? Today, Livermore stands abandoned as an eerie ghost town where various spirits are said to roam near the river that was once their home. That made sense. I just kind of, like, read it weird. Okay. It didn't make sense when I was reading it, but then I realized it did make sense. <laughs> <laughs> That's a like, long sentence, yeah. There's a I lot going on. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm doing real well. <laughs> You're doing fine. Um. Uh, this one is, it says, an alleged witch reportedly cursed Paisley, Scotland, just before her execution. Uh, Scotland's witch hunt uh, took place approximately between the early 16th century and mid-18th century. <laughs> approximately uh-huh. in these two, <laughs> two Yeah. Centuries. Somewhere in there. <laughs> Somewhere. Um, compared to neighboring countries, the persecution in Scotland was among uh, the most extensive and brutal. While the witch hunt has long since ended, the town, uh, the small town of Paisley is said to still be plagued by the trial's lasting consequences. Um, among those killed was an elderly woman named Agnes Nysmith, um, who allegedly screamed out a curse at the townspeople and their descendants just before her execution. Soon after, several tragedies, tragedies and misfortunes befell Paisley, um, including a great fire in the 18 or in 1810 in the 1810. <laughs> 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 that killed around 85 people. Uh, today, Paisley is a mid-sized city whose economy has continually struggled and whose residents still somewhat attribute their troubles to the curse Nysmith uttered centuries prior. Hmm. Um, this one, it says Lafayette, Oregon. <laughs> All right. um, multiple fires. Uh, Lafayette, Oregon is a small town roughly an hour's drive from Portland. Uh, the town has faced two major fires since the late 1800s. While some believe this is simply a stroke of bad luck, others believe the fires have a more sinister cause. Some believe a curse lingers over the town, cast by a woman named Anna Marple, whose son Richard was hanged to death in the late 1800s. The town sheriff accused Richard of murdering another man, and despite consistently maintaining his innocence and claiming the sheriff set him up, Richard was executed. At his execution, Anna yelled out that the town would burn three times and never prosper. Since then, the town has faced various substantial fires. <laughs> Some claim Anna was a witch. Regardless, Lafayette still stands today, though it hasn't grown much in size. Hmm, interesting. I wonder where it is. I'm, I think I'm going down to Portland this summer for a weekend. If it's an hour, because Portland's Portland. pretty 
close to the border of Washington. Right. So if it's an hour, I would guess it's either going to be east or south. Yeah. Let me see. Maybe southeast. <laughs> I don't know. That should have been so funny. Let's see. It wasn't. <laughs> um, okay, I'm looking at a map. Where's Portland? There's Portland. It's southwest. Oh, okay, so it's yeah. more towards the water. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, wait, no, I lost it. Where'd it go? Where'd it go? Wait, it's so little that I've <laughs> I've lost it. I'm trying to see where it is in regards to like Tillamook, but I fucking lost it. Go back. I love their cheese. Oh my god, me too. Okay. And ice cream okay. and yogurt and all the different dairies. <laughs> Same. Okay. So there's Hillsborough. It's kind of between Portland and Salem, to be honest. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's more south than Tillamook and not as far west. Okay. All right. Maybe I'll visit. <laughs> Do it. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <clears throat> um, okay. So it said this one is Bangor, India. I'm going to go with it because I. Bangar, maybe? Bangar. Yeah. India was cursed by both a wizard in love and a holy man. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Says Bangar is a small remote village located in northern India. The village is said to be among India's most haunted, so much so that archaeologists have forbidden access to the site after sunset. Ooh, that uh, sounds intriguing. I like that. <laughs> I, like, I like forbidden. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it says the legend surrounding uh, Bangar claims the village was named or was home to a holy man named Baba Balnath. Um, Baba allowed people to construct new buildings and expand the village so long as none of the buildings were tall enough to cast a shadow over his retreat. If this were to occur, Baba warned he would destroy the village. Like, okay, good grief. Wow. Dude really liked his either his son or his view. Like <laughs> probably <laughs> both. <laughs> yeah. Um, it says oh. another legend surrounding uh, Bangar tells of a wizard named Singhaya, um, who is in love with Rat Ratnavati. Uh, did I say that right? I think so. The princess of Bangar. Um, the wizard cast a spell on perfume that would cause the princess uh, to fall in love with him upon touching it. The princess discovered his plan, however, and refused to fall for it. This so greatly upset Baba, he cast a curse on the village and even haunted it after his death. Uh, various reports of ghostly sightings have plagued the town, so much so that it's been completely abandoned since 1783. That guy could not cope with the friend zone, man. Ooh. Come on. <laughs> Jeez. That sounds like an asshole that just wanted what he wanted and didn't care yeah. about anybody else. And if he didn't get it through a freaking temper tantrum. Right. And there's, I mean, I can see why she didn't want his love potion. So I know like yeah. just go away, you know, right. <laughs> that's and sketchy. it probably wasn't even, I mean, she probably found out that that's what it was, but also at the same time was just like, I don't want your smelly shit, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, just go away, you know, like yeah. we're not doing this. Um, Ugh. Anyway, um, so the last one, it says 
Calabrero, Italy, is reportedly so cursed people don't say dare say its name out loud. Uh oh, <laughs> Voldemort. I know. Voldy, Voldy, Voldy. Voldy pants. Um, so it says the town of Calabrero is tucked away in a rugged mountain range in southern Italy. To this day, many locals refuse to say its name and reach for wood if anyone else dares to do so. For wood? It's like the knock on wood thing, maybe? I don't know. Like, okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it. Oh, knock on wood, you know. Like, I want to be like, in those moments now, I'm going to be like, reach for wood and just see what everybody says. <laughs> <laughs> if that's like a, you know, a, a, a tradition out there in the world i'm i'm sorry for making fun of it i uh, sorry i mean <laughs> also it's, also it's, that means something different <laughs> for us we're really giggling so but no disrespect but also <laughs> okay anyway it's like sorry. a whole fanny thing right like exactly <laughs> a fanny pack. yes so that's a fanny pack is just a little like pouch thing that you wear around your waist so you don't have to carry a purse right that's not where it is, what it is in other places though <laughs> No, it's not. <laughs> not even a little. Um, so, anyways, uh, they claim that the town is so cursed that even saying its name can bring misfortune. The town's history began in the early 1900s when a corrupt lawyer claimed in court that if what I say is false, may the chandelier come down. The chandelier then fell, and locals <laughs> claimed the lawyer brought bad luck upon the town with his lies. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. There's probably some dumbass kid up there, like, sawing away at the rope for the chandelier. <laughs> yeah. That's planned. 1,000%. Yeah. Somebody's just like, ha whoops, tripped the fire alarm. You know, like, ha whoops. Like, yep. oh, the chandelier, you know. Anyway. <laughs> um, it says, tales of powerful witches called Mascaris. Mm-hmm. have also plagued the town. Um, many claim the women have used their power to control the village for a long time, causing the bad luck attached to the area. The small town has seen newborns with deformities, strange car accidents, tragic deaths, and odd natural disasters. Uh, locals claim the bad luck is more is most detrimental to visitors and are quick to offer an amulet to anyone who visits. Uh, I bet for a nice price, too. Probably. You know, like, oh, you need this. Protect you. Like, okay. Right. Yeah. It's like when I was in Italy, the, the, you'd get the people that would come up and like hand you a flower, right? Mm-hmm. They'd like hand you like a rose or something. And you're like, okay, cool, thanks. And they're like, now you need to give me money for it. And they wouldn't take it back, you know? Yeah. It's like, no, okay, fine. So I would just put the flower down somewhere and walk away. Like, go pick it up then. Like, I'm not not uh, doing this. You know, like, right. oh, you touched it. You have to buy it. That's not how this works, you know? <laughs> Yeah, I strive to know, you know, and I'm sure probably they sucker a lot of people into doing that as they hand it to them and then they don't know what to do with it. So they have to give them money, you know, because then they follow them around and become assholes. But anyway, um, (laughs) moving on. Um, What is your and that happens not just in Italy, by the way, like, yeah, like I went to Paris that happened. There's different like all sorts of different places it happened. Yeah. what was your address that moment from this week? Okay, so the other day, I am going to Killian's school. School's about to be over. I walk into um, the hallway where, like, the entrance to the gym is, right? Killian's in PE, so I'm picking him up outside of the gym. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
I'm standing there, I'm waiting, it's just me. And then um, my neighbor suddenly like rushes into this hallway and she's got her baby with her that she's carrying. She's also got her, I think he's four now, three or four, um, little guy. And she's mm-hmm. also, you know, and her, her son that she's there to pick up is like in first grade. So, okay. So she sees me and she goes, oh, thank God, take her. And she hands me her baby. Uh, who does not like to be held by me, P.S. So, okay, <laughs> fine. So she's, and and this baby likes to be held, um, not like, like facing out so she can see what's going on, right? So yeah, no yeah. big deal. I've held her before. Um, mm-hmm. So she's like, I got to take, you know, her, her other little son that's with her to the bathroom to do something. And she's like, I need you to hold her. I'll be so quick. I'm like, yeah, totally. So, yeah. um, I'm holding her and there's a like in the door to the gym there's a window right it's a small window but it's a long window so I'm like okay I'm going to distract this baby right so she's yeah. going to start freaking out and crying because her mom's going to hear her because the bathroom door is open and everyone will yeah. be stressed out right so I'm like <laughs> okay so so I like you know walk up to the window in the of the gym and I'm you know just I'm just babbling you know and I'm bopping around and I'm showing her like that's you know that's this kid this kid's name is that you know I'm just like pointing all mm-hmm. the kids out and naming them just so that you know something's going on and I'm distracting There's her something happening yeah yeah and like every now and then she would start to like you know turn her head slowly back to look at me like who the fuck is talking to me. And I'd be like, like nope, and you don't need to know. You don't need to I look at me. <laughs> and I'd be like, oh, and there's Killian. And it was so cute because every time I said Killian's name, she would turn her her head and look at Killian. Like she knew who yeah. that was. So I, th- I thought that was really sweet. And so like the PE teacher is this woman and she's she keeps kind of glancing over me because I can see that the kids are sort of like pointing at me. And I'm sure they're like, you know. Your mom's there. Your mom's there. They do that, right? Yeah. So after a while, and I mean, this was only like a couple minutes of an experience, but she eventually comes out and I was like, oh, sorry, I'm not trying to like distract the kids in there. I'm just trying to distract this, this baby. And she goes, no, no. She's like, what's actually happening is that all the kids in there are like freaking out on Killian. Like they're all really concerned that you have a baby all of a sudden. And it was like, oh, I didn't just... This is my my neighbor's baby and she's just in the bathroom and she's like, okay, I just wanted you to know they're all really concerned that you found a baby. She's <laughs> <laughs> just like, where did you get this baby from? Like, you just they're like, Killian, me. what's going on? Your mom stole a baby. <laughs> wow, you guys. Really? Come on. Yeah. No. Anyways, it was just like, it was kind of hilarious and she just wanted to share that with me. <laughs> just like I swear I know this baby's mom I swear you know (laughs) yeah and then and then my friend came out of the bathroom and I gave her baby back and we were all like holy crap she didn't cry so anyway (laughs) it was just it was just funny that I alarmed a bunch of children so (laughs) (laughs) whatever yeah yeah I thought that was great so anyway what was your agent or aspect moment (laughs) so mine was uh, you know a few weeks ago now Mm -hmm. but kind of lasted so my feet <laughs> they little puffy you know oh yeah right as as happens right and I for the last like probably three weeks three or four weeks at work because I'm not working anymore I, I well like I'll be going back to work but I'm on maternity leave yeah. um they so the shoes that I wear are normally Birkenstocks, right? Because, hey, they're comfy. And, like, I don't usually wear my shoes when I'm working. Like, I kick them off at the door and 
put them back on on my way out, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, fine. So my feet, though, have gotten to the point where they're puffy enough to where every time, not every time, but usually at least once during almost every person that I would see, my shoes would, like, make this, like, farting sound because my <laughs> feet... <laughs> would get kind of sweaty on the bottom and then like they would like lift up slightly off the shoe and then fart down on the thing and I'm like (laughs) people just think that I'm this like big pregnant person just like farting around you know (laughs) that's amazing really lovely so yeah that I was like oh it kind of started happening and then it just kept happening and I was like well Other than, like, wearing tennis shoes to work, which I would do sometimes, like, these are the shoes that fit, so. (laughs) Guess I'm just going to fart on people. (laughs) Did you, like, did you tell your clients, like, hey, that's my shoe? (laughs) There was a couple of times where I did, because you could tell somebody, like, was like, what the hell, you know, like, like, oh, that was my shoe, sorry, or whatever, but, like, most of the time, it would happen like as I'm talking or something like that. And so I would just keep going. Cause I'm like, listen, <laughs> if I stop and bring it up, who knows if they actually heard it or not, you know? Mm-hmm. And like, I don't want to be like, Oh, sorry, that was my shoe. And they're going to be like, what? You know, like, <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> I don't get it. So, Oh, that's amazing. So I'm sorry. I don't know. I'm sure there are some people that are like, oh, she's disgusting. And other people that, but here's the thing. You're not going to smell anything because it wasn't anything. It was my foot, you know? <laughs> exactly. So, I don't, but anyways, <laughs> that was, my shoes have been farting at people uh, for the that's last amazing. month or so at least. I and, just think it's your pregnancy making you a little gassy, you know? I don't know, but, like, I don't It's, like, at what point do you say something? Because it's, like, okay, like, did you hear that? Did you not? I don't know. I don't want to draw attention to it if you didn't hear it. But, like. <laughs> right. I think yeah. if I was, like, the client in that scenario, I probably wouldn't say anything. Like, I, yeah. I, I definitely would have been, like, not it. You know? Because <laughs> <laughs> if I know nothing came out of my butt, then logically it's the other person in the room. And I'm not going to yeah. be, like, hey, you farted. Yeah, like, like you, you know that. Like, um, excuse you, you know, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. No. So that's right. Anyway, funny. so I may or may not have grossed out quite a few people in the last like month or so, but that's fine. Mm-hmm. So, yep. You know, that's it. <laughs> that kind of reminds me of like when I was very pregnant. It was like the week before I left for maternity leave. I was in the break room with this guy who was a, a cafe worker. So, like, we didn't, like, work together often. And yeah. um, and, and he was new. So, honestly, I, he didn't know me very well. And I remember just being, like, he asked me, like, how are you feeling or how's your pregnancy going? And I just went on and on and on about how I'm making so many extra liquids of all the liquids that I make. I think you've talked about that before. Right? Yeah, I think I freaked him out. <laughs> Like, I know you've told me about it before, but you might have talked about it. Maybe I have. It was not one of my finer moments, and I still think about it in regret. (laughs) So, yeah. All good. That poor guy. (laughs) I'm sure he lived through it. Yeah. 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 Eh, It's okay. Uh, You know, what's a little gas amongst clients, right? (laughs) I know, right? sorry folks (laughs) at least you won't smell anything because it's my shoe you know (laughs) maybe they'll be like ah well 
nothing stinks, so who cares? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, who knows? Yeah. Okay, well, (laughs) thank you for listening to our podcast. (laughs) You can email us at idgitsandaspetspodcast at gmail.com. The word and is spelled out. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram under Idgits and Aspects, a supernatural podcast. Please make sure to rate and review us on iTunes and email us your Idgit and Aspect moments for a chance to hear your story on our podcast. Thanks again. Thank you.